Hello and welcome to the Just Hoops podcast. So February 9th is approaching fast and February 9th is the trade deadline in the NBA. There's a lot of guys possibly on the move, a lot of rumors and things going on right now across the association. But before we dive into the trade deadline and guys that we think could move and what we think can and will happen, um, Josh, how are you doing? A little awkward, but it was. I, I fumbled the bag <laughs> a little bit with that, so I was hoping you were gonna recover with a really good uh how are you doing part. Um, I'm doing splendid. This is my time of year, you know that. I love uh looking at front office stuff like trades uh free agency is always a good time for me. So um I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I think there's gonna be quite a few moves this year, um, just because of how tight the standings are. People are gonna try to get any advantages that they could. Um to get ahead of other teams and get good playoff standings. So it's going to be a fun next week, eight days when this comes out. So, uh, yeah, excited to talk before, about it. Before we get into the deadline, um, there's this thing also approaching uh, 15 days away that you and me are going to compete against each other in. And mm-hmm. I just want to put this out into the public. Uh, me and Josh are unofficially – competing in the CrossFit Open, and we're going to see who wins two out of three, basically. Uh, let's just see what happens. Yep. <laughs> any uh, any uh, comments on that? A, uh... I did my first CrossFit workout in probably a month yesterday. I keep I get a call from the same number every day at the same time, and I don't know where they're from. There's no oh. ID. I don't know. It's crazy. But I did my first CrossFit workout in over a month um, yesterday, and I realized that I feel a lot better than I thought I would. So I'm winning. No, you're I texted, not. I texted Jacob right after I was done. I said, Matt Frazier, uh, Froning, Mullet Man, me. That's the order. Mullet man. Um, if you guys aren't into CrossFit, I highly recommend. Like, it's just really entertaining. Uh, great environment. Um, I don't like. I don't know what I can say about CrossFit that isn't a positive thing. Like, it's a it's, it's a fun watch and it's very fun to do if uh you like to stay active. Yeah, it's quite electric. But um, now before we act, now we'll talk about basketball. But uh. <laughs> Before we get into the trade deadline, I think it should be a good time to look at like the standings. I know it changes every day at this point, um, but right now we're going to do the Eastern Conference first. Um, out East, I think that the top three are really solidifying themselves with Milwaukee and Philly playing really well of late. Yes, my Orlando Magic had a huge comeback victory on Monday night to get the victory against the Philadelphia 76ers after being down plus 20 points. Um, closing the gap. They are closing the gap on that 10 seed. And I am 18 last week. <laughs> I am just the vibes are immaculate in the O. Uh, they're over 500 since uh, I think the last like 26 or 27 games are like 16 and 10, 17 and 10, something like that. They're five, um, and five in their last ten. They're they're doing a really solid job of late. But for bigger picture, the top three are working hard right now, solidifying themselves. Sixers, Bucks are on the rise. 
Boston is kind of like flatlined a little bit. Yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten, but um, they they just don't look great. I feel like that's like a consensus. Uh, then you got Brooklyn, Cleveland, Miami. I think are starting to take a grip on that four through six. Like uh, Miami's only three games out of the win column from both of them, and two games away from Cleveland in the loss column. Uh, just working their way into being a top five defense also. And then Brooklyn's playing really well with just Kyrie. When KD gets back, uh, that could be quite scary. And the Cavs are just solid across the board. They are five and five in their last 10, but just really good basketball for the most part. And then the rest is still the uh, jumble mumble from seven to I'm including the magic. So 13 is just, uh, I know the Knicks are, only one game out from the sixth seed, but I just don't think the product on the floor has been great of late. In the last two weeks, the Knicks have a bottom five defense, uh, which I think that Tibbs is not too happy with. And uh, we'll just see what happens with them. Atlanta just lost last night to Portland. Uh, We're recording on Tuesday, by the way. So Monday had a big slate of games. Oh, the Wizards have been playing well, seven and three in their last ten. Uh, Chicago five and five, still very up and down. Uh, Indiana holding on tight, trying to stay in this area until Halliburton gets back. Toronto still trying to figure it out, and Orlando on the rise. Um, any comments about the East? Um, I feel like definitely that seven through ten range is the teams to look at for or seven. I'd say seven through twelve range are the teams to look at for any moves. Um, like big moves. I think Orlando has a couple guys that people they would could move. On. But I don't think, I don't think that they're gonna go for like bigger name guys to really move the needle that much. Just I, don't I don't think, think they want to mess up what they have going. I right think their Orlando's trades would be more so to bring in more draft capital rather than add a guy because I think like Terrence Ross has kind of lost his spot in the rotation and Mo Bamba hasn't been in this in the rotation also. So it's two guys that could get moved and help another team out and they could get some draft capital back. That's just my take on the magic. Yeah. That's the only thing that I could see them doing, but I like definitely that seven through 10 range, seven through 12 range. Um, And then I see somebody like Milwaukee. They've been Milwaukee or Miami. They've been around the Jay Crowder thing a lot. So we'll uh, see. We'll talk a little bit about that later though. We'll talk more about trades, but I think everyone one through six in the East is hunting somebody to help their championship cap, like championship pedigree almost. Like, hey, we want a guy that can move the needle a little bit, like push us more toward we're going to win. Boston is all in. Their owner said that they they want to beef up. Milwaukee has been active in acquiring Eric Gordon, uh, Jay Crowder, just multiple like vets that can impact. Philly's name has been brought up in terms of finding like another guy to just add. Um, Brooklyn, I think, is always a team to watch with just like they have guys that are in and out of the rotation and just add somebody that's more solid. Uh, Cleveland still has a lot of question marks at the three, four spot, just uh, like a three and D wing type of deal that they could really afford having and it could help them in the long haul. Karis Levert's name has been in the trade market. I think Miami has a lot of questions at point guard. Um, up and down with Kyle Lowry so far this season, so I think 
them bringing in, trying to find another point guard could be something that they do, or Jay bringing in Jay Crowder, bringing in John Collins name, Cam Reddish, like a ton of different guys have been mentioned with the heat, just somebody that could help them push the needle, but let's go out West. Um, we have one and two, uh, basically just being like, Hey, we're going to run away with the conference. Uh, Denver and Memphis. Memphis has been down of late, but they just won at home a big win. They looked really good in the win. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., I think, is top for Defense Player of the Year. Really good. Denver did lose to the Sixers over the weekend. Really fun game. Uh, but they still look like, for the most part, probably, I'll even say it, the best team in basketball. Uh, then we get the rest of the West. Uh, three through... Um, I used to say three was in their own spot, but three through, where are we going to stop? Uh, you want to say 11, 13 separated by like yeah. five games, six games. Yeah. Well, 11 and a half and five and a half, three through 13 are separated by six games. Uh, basically last night, uh, if you went to sleep before the West coast games finished, uh, the standings were different this morning. Um, it's just uh, – let's just go one by now. one. The beam team is playing really well. I like what they're doing at both ends of the floor. Huge Clippers, win huge win against Minnesota. That mattered a lot for the standings. And Minnesota's been playing really well as of late too. Yes. Um, the Clippers, I don't know. Uh, Warriors, I think, are bound for a run. I'm on the mindset that they have the guys to just, like, pop off at any given time. Dallas needs Luka. Um Phoenix playing really well of late. Wait, did you uh, see did you see Lucas stat line last night? Dude, did you see the and team they barely box beat, score? They barely beat the Pistons. Did you see the box score? It was like only one other guy scored double digits. He scored 53. And then the next highest scorer was, was 12. Spencer Dinwiddie with 12. Like he that scored. can't happen. I'm sorry. Luca needs help. Um <laughs> Phoenix playing really well. New Orleans needs to get healthy. They're sliding, sliding really bad. One and nine in their last 10. I was of the belief you could even, I think last week in the podcast, I was like, Hey, if they get healthy, they're going to be top three in the West. And then now they have had a tough stretch though. Like their last few, like they played the Bucks, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Miami, yeah, Orlando when they started playing well, Miami again, Cleveland, like they had an East coast trip. Their last 10 games have been really tough. So yeah. And then we got Minnesota. We both just referenced they've been playing really well of late. Utah is still playing good basketball, really hard to beat any given night. They're 500. Then we got the Thunder between Shea, the Jay Will guys. Uh, they fought the Warriors yeah. last night. They played well, man. Warriors got out ahead early, though, and it was tough to get back into mm-hmm. that. Uh, Portland, big win last night against uh, Atlanta uh, between uh, Dame – Simons and uh, Grant, those three combined it for like 85 points and shot really efficiently. They need to get better defensively. That's their kind of big issue. And then the Lakers, they lost two in a row, but they they were playing well before that. They looked really good uh, against Boston, in my opinion, besides uh, freaking out about a call. But, um, yeah. Uh, that was horrible. That was bad. Like, you know, I'm sorry, but like, that's too much, guys. Uh, it's not that it would be different if that was like four game, like if they didn't call that and you were down one. Yeah. But like, 
you still have five minutes of basketball. You could still win the game. You yeah. don't need to That's what, break yeah. out and go get a technical. 100%. I, I can't believe bro grabbed the camera to show that. That was insane. Um, But out West in terms of trades, uh, I think everybody – Everyone, I don't. Even, I think Denver might be the only. Denver, team. I think maybe Memphis too. I don't think Memphis. Nothing big. Nothing big. Like I think three through fifteen. Like even Houston's in trade talks. San Antonio selling. Like, um, the West is kind of just wide open with trade moves. But would you like to start with the East or the West in terms of trades, or you want to just go by team basis? Like, there's a couple bigger teams that. I think, um, I think, you know what team I think is the biggest to talk, but okay. Uh, let's talk about Toronto just because okay. OG and Obi says he wants out. Like there's been a lot Wait, of reports, when did that happen? Uh, over the last like week, there's been reports that he doesn't want to stay there. Really? Okay. But, like they don't know if it's like by the trade deadline or off season thing. Okay. So, and then there's the reports that came out that somebody offered three first round picks for him. Um, so I think that somebody like the Knicks is a big talk in this, uh, like a big team to wa- watch for in this. Uh, if for OG and OB, I think Atlanta is also another big team to watch for. Um, and then I think Phoenix, even though I don't like the fit, I think Phoenix and Dallas are two other teams in the West to look for. Um, for Dallas, it's another guy that you could kind of go to he could get he could he could score i don't i don't know he if he's like the guy to go to he can get you 20 a game he can he's get not gonna be a primary option but like he could get you 20 and then, and then he'll help their defense even more yes. uh they've improved throughout the year For Phoenix, my question I with think, that though my question with dallas is what do they give up because to me it's like that i don't see a package that makes sense for toronto i don't know how many picks they have I don't think they have a lot. That's all I think Toronto wants. It's just picks. I don't well, think they, they want. Wouldn't that like kind of take Dallas and Phoenix out? Why? Phoenix would. I feel Phoenix would offer just role players and like a first. They're gonna try to get it for as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They went for. I don't think. I don't think he fits Phoenix just because they have so much. Like they have a million of that, of that guy. guy. Yeah. That's like that's. I don't think Phoenix fits in there, but like. Someone like New York, they could offer picks and throw Cam Reddish in there. If yep. they want to flip Cam Reddish on a three-team trade, you could do that too. Um, I think Atlanta makes the most sense. Atlanta makes, yeah. In terms of package. John Collins, mm-hmm. he's another guy we're going to talk about. He's gonna, They're going to try to move him. And then they also have picks too. And then I think he fits Atlanta the best out of all four of those teams. What do you um, think about Sacramento? I don't know if they have enough. I don't know if you want to give up that much for him because i don't know i don't even i'm terrence davis rashawn holmes and a first i don't think that's enough i think atlanta and new york give more i think new york offers more draft capital and then i think they have more people that they're willing to move i think sacramento is open to moving a lot of their bench terrence davis hasn't i think terrence davis is a name that needs to get brought up because he can impact Wait, he's barely getting run. He played last night, looked pretty good. Like, he really does impact the game. Like, regardless of numbers, like, he comes in and he plays well. Um, I just, I, OG, and it's, all right. At the end of the day, do you think Toronto's going to blow it up or no? I don't think they're going to completely blow it up yet. 
But if they get to the offseason and miss the play-in, then, yeah, I think they'll blow it up. So what about Van Vliet? I don't think they – I don't know because his contract's expiring, right? And, but he has situation. a player option for 22.8. That's a tough situation, though. So, like – I think if they move anybody, it's Fred. I'm not – I I think that they keep their wings and then Fred's the guy that gets moved. But I just don't know, like – Because I feel you want to pay OG, you want to pay Scotty, you want to pay P- Precious. Uh, I think you keep Siakam because I don't think you're going to get the return for Siakam. He's an all NBA player. So it's like Fred's the odd man out. And I think Scotty could kind of slide into that point guard role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I still think it's the same team or not the same teams. Never mind. Um, Miami's been brought up a lot. I think Miami would be too big for runners for that. Clippers have been mentioned. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that fit. Clippers need a point guard kind of severely. They need a point guard, but like I don't like Fred VanVleet as their point guard. They have a the Clippers have had a bottom five defense the last two weeks, so I don't know if Fred VanVleet helps that out. It does not help that out. Um, I could see the Lakers trying to go for him. I could I see could Dallas see... too. I could see Dallas, but I don't know if uh, you do that just because you have Dinwiddie and you're trying to play Hardy more. Like, they're trying to play Hardy. They are trying, but I feel like they're forced to. It's interesting. Like, Toronto's situation could shift the league so much. Like, whatever they do could really just, like, change the landscape severely. And... The crazy part is, is that they're super competitive. You know what I mean? Like they're on this West Coast trip, and all these games are within ten points. Mm-hmm. Like well, they're such a talented team, it's just not. It's working. not clicking it's right, not now. Together right now. Their bench production sucks, though. That's the big thing. It's tough when that, they that game. Yeah, that game last night against the Suns was. Their bench Flynn had a good day. Flynn looked good. For his limited minutes. Yeah, Flynn looked good. He, he only played in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about, let's go to, let's go to another, uh, Josh like stubbed his toe or something. Uh, let's go to another team. Uh, we got, uh, I'd say the Chicago Bulls are probably another team like Toronto in that same situation where, they're between blowing it up and uh, not blowing it up. Uh, they made win now moves two deadlines go, and uh, they haven't been able to win. Uh, so Zach Levine, Demar, Vooch, are and Caruso, I think, are all honestly like possible guys to get moved. Uh, is there anyone that you think out of those three that has the highest likelihood of getting moved? I don't know. I don't know if they move anything, honestly. Um, All right. I mean, I feel like exactly from this perspective, from this perspective, if you don't think that they're going to move anyone, where does this team go? Like, I think they Nowhere. stay in that play-in spot. Yeah, they don't. They don't move. That's that's. But I I just don't think that they give up unless Zach Levine like really wants out. Like, I feel like he's the highest. Like. 
he's the most likely. That's what I'm trying to say. The to be out of there and because I don't think they trade Vuce. I don't think they trade. Then if you'd be dumb to trade Demar, because I don't think you're gonna get as much return as Zach Levine. Vooch is the only one out of those three that's in a uh, free agent this summer. I think he resigns. I don't think he leaves. You don't think so? No. I don't really think he's like. I don't think many teams would pay him as much as Chicago would. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying in terms of like Chicago's like interest, like I, it's a franchise that wants to win games. Like right now you're 23 and 26, five and five in your last 10. Like you need to pick a direction because this roster apparently isn't going to do it. And you look at the rest of the East and the rest of the East is just better than you. Like everybody that's basically eight through one are all just better than you. And you're probably not going to break into that range. So it's like you either need to make a move to get better or you need to scramble and create a new foundation. That's like my opinion. Like it's either you need to, I don't want to use the term blow it up, but blow it up or you need to bring in somebody else to help you out. Yeah. I don't, I think their best option is to blow it up. Cause I don't know who else is going to fit. What do you think about Washington in terms of any of those guys? Like getting any of those guys? Yeah. I mean, I don't really like it because they're kind of all ball dominant guys and it takes away from Zach or from Bradley Beal. I feel like Washington's another situation that's going to end up blowing it up within the next year and a half. I, Washington can't. They got a ton of guys on contract for a long time and Beal has the no trade clause. So it's like, and you're committing to Coos. And I think Porzingis is on like a three year deal still. They need a point guard, like a good point guard. Yeah. It's like, that's the only thing that they, because if they can get that, I think that they could start competing more. Just because Seven now, and three in their last 10, baby. In their last 10, because Bradley Beal's back. Um, like his impact on the floor, if he could just stay healthy, like, <laughs> they'll be a solid play-in team, but I don't think they're anything more than that with their current roster. So. In turn, do you think that I, I don't like this at all, but Levine to Dallas. I do like it. You do okay. Yeah, Just I know it's, it's that, like a it's another. Thing. It's a number two guy. Um, in a previous podcast, like a while ago, I think it was back when we were both home. Uh, I said how teams need a number one and clear number two guy. Um, I feel like that would be that, and then Dallas only has number threes after that. Like I think Spencer Dinwiddie's a number three. I think that Christian Woods a number three guy. Um. So to, just to add that secondary scorer that can get his own buckets too um, will help them tremendously. I mean, it'll be a minus defensively a little bit, but you kind of need that, especially if you look at the stat line last night. Like that's just a clear indication that you need that secondary score. Yeah. I think it's just tough because I I don't want the ball not in Lucas' hands, and I feel that Zach, I don't know how he'd do in that situation. Um, I think I think they could figure it out. That's fair. and then that that helps Spencer Dinwiddie be his own guy off the bench. Like he'll he'll be that guy off the bench. Like what he did against Phoenix. Yeah. Like he's the guy. Okay. Um. What about? That's pretty much. I don't know who else would buy any of these guys though. From I Chicago, feel like the value think. outside of like I think Demar has the highest value. Like, I feel DeMar, like, 
You would think key. that, but then at the same time, what is he, 33, 34? I don't think many teams are going to give that much up for 34. It's a win-now move, though. It Say is. Like, that's like you're not you're not trying to give up your foundation for – and that's what Chicago's going to want. Hey, if you're a team with picks and you have, like, a young guy or two that you can offer up that aren't, like, going to impact winning – and then you bring in DeMar, like, I could see that being a very beneficial move in the now. But I don't know who would do that. Maybe That's, yeah. maybe New York. Maybe New York's always in there for a big name. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe. L.A., but I don't think L.A. is enough. Maybe. I, I don't know. That's tough. Chicago's a really tough one. Like, I'm not sure. Uh what about let's go to you want to talk uh John Collins? Yeah. Um I don't I don't know anything about this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't like it's it's such a weird situation. Like I don't know if they want to trade him. Um no one knows no one, no one knows anything about it. I know his name was linked to Phoenix within a like a three team trade uh with Jay Crowder in there. Um I don't know who else. I mean, Clippers maybe. I don't know if that would work. Um, that wouldn't be bad. And then I think Dallas would be a solid one too. Just another guy. Um, yeah, another guy. But I, I, I do kind of like the Clippers. That's a, I like, like that. Think, I just don't think like, you would have to run PG at the two. I um, think well they play small ball a lot, so Collins would, yeah. flow right into that five, five spot. Um, he hasn't been shooting it that great this season, but like, I feel he'd be a great option to have as a small ball five. And then again, I don't know what the Clippers would give up. I don't know what they have to give up. I mean, they're they not going to give they up. They don't want to give up. They don't want to give up man. Um, they want to keep Kennard. They, they don't wanna, really have that many picks. Like everything that another team would want, they're probably not going to give up. Which puts them in a rough spot in terms of improvement at the deadline. I don't know. Um, I don't know any Eastern Conference teams that would want it. I don't Miami's think, been I don't, linked. I don't, like, I don't like that. Uh, Brooklyn's been linked. Milwaukee's been mentioned, and Philly's been mentioned. Like, a, actually, a lot of that top bunch in the East has been mentioned. And I don't like any of them except maybe Brooklyn. I wouldn't mind Brooklyn. I, can, I think I kind of I kind of like Philly, just because they want to run. I feel like he fits. Okay, up. explain. Would you say that he'd like fill that backup five spot? Because I think Trez is not that guy for them in terms of winning a title. I would like that. I mean, if you watch our video, your video about the game over the weekend, um, you would see the downfall of Montrez Harrell. Um, he got he literally got bullied when he got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that I I that second group with him at the five, I think I would like that, but does he really want to play backup minutes? Well, if he wants to win a title. Does he want to do that? Or does he want there to we it? go? There we go. Real <laughs> questions are being asked. <laughs> um I mean, Phoenix is the best option for him, just because he's gonna start. Um He'll be that four. Woody, what do you start over Cam? I think you would. Okay. At least, I don't know though, because Cam Johnson's a player really well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. I think he'd be a, he'd be six man. 
There's no way he starts in Phoenix. There's no way he starts anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know. Because out of all these options, <laughs> there's nowhere he starts. So it's like, hey, is he even going to be happy if we pick him up? That's like, that's kind of where they're at. Maybe, yeah, maybe Detroit because of Bogdanovich. We can talk about him next, but send him to Detroit. He could start with, he could start like next year. Imagine him with a uh, Cade. Imagine him with, uh, well, they already have, they have Duran and Stu. That's tough. Actually, that was just a shot in the door. He would have to be a four. They like their athletic guys. So, I mean, yeah. it's a fit. Charlotte, right, maybe. I, I don't, I think he's, I don't know. <laughs> There's not many teams. That... All right. We got to pivot from this guy. Yeah. Uh, what about, you want to do just like these, uh, the vet group between Jay Bogdanovich and Eric Gordon? Yeah. Um, those guys are teams like top of the, top of the league are going to look for. Uh, like you already said, Milwaukee's linked with like all three of them. Yeah. Um, I feel like Boston would, benefit from one of them uh probably eric gordon the most yeah um uh i actually think bogdanovich would fit really well in uh i mean any of these guys would fit any like really good anywhere that's like that's why they're so highly valued um they're championship pieces uh i feel like i really want bogdanovich in phoenix i really do i (laughs) I'm of the mindset that if Memphis is to make a move, it's for Bogdanovich. And hear me out, because if you look at their roster, they have a ton of guys that play really well at that one position, correct? Yeah. Imagine a 20-point-per-game scorer filling in that role between uh, Alaver, uh, Alaver, yeah. Jake Alaver. What? Why am I struggling? You got it. Moravia, yeah. Loravia, yep. Loravia, that's what I was. I thought it was uh, and then uh, Roddy, and uh, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, Aldama. Yeah. Mixing those three guys instead of, and then having Bogdanovich on the floor. Like Zach Lowe talks about that trade pretty often. I think that it's a really good move for Memphis. Uh, I don't know if he'd start necessarily for them, but as a six man, like 18 points per game is pretty much like what you're guaranteed from him. And that could be huge in the playoffs because I think that the Memphis's biggest weakness is that outside of jaw, like Bain's a better shot creator than he was last year. But Bogdanovich is somebody that you could get the ball and let him go make his own shot, like go create, you know? That's, yeah. That's why I want him in Phoenix. <laughs> I don't have that off the bench. What about Dallas? That, like, that's what I'm saying. Any any team that's in the playoff hunt could benefit from any of those guys. Um, I think Jay Crowder has the least trade uh, value. Jay not, playing, not is playing is what made it tough. Yeah, you know, um, Bogdanovich probably the highest, and then who was the third guy again? Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Yeah, I feel like him and Jay Crowder are in the same boat. Um, but like I said, any of these teams that are in the playoff run, 
could definitely benefit from any of those three guys. And then I think you could throw in, um, we could transition into San Antonio now too. Um, with Rich, Jakob Podol, and Dougie McBuckets. Um, yep. Uh, those three guys, I feel like it's the same thing. I think um, Jakob Podol will be a guy to really look for for depending on moves. I feel like Toronto could really benefit from them if they want to keep it together. Um, uh, somebody like let me look, uh, Brooklyn would benefit. Um, Boston's in the hunt for uh, in the talks for them. Uh, depending on what Phoenix does, maybe Phoenix. Uh, like there's a lot of teams. Um, that would benefit. I feel like Sacramento would be really good with them. Um, like a lot of these teams again. Yakapoto is a big name to look out for if they are going to move for him, just because his effect on the floor is so underrated. Literally, like you watch the guy's film like and he just he's always in the right spot he's always he's making the right decisions he doesn't turn it over a lot as a big man that has the responsibility he has in san antonio's offense like he gets it in five out and elbow actions and he makes the right play all the time like there's a turnover here and there with him trying to do a little bit too much and guys like you got Keldon and vassell and all these guys that are young that are still trying to figure it out that sometimes they might be a little too active and like He's trying to catch up to them, and that's when turnovers happen. But, like, the guy's a really good basketball player. Um, I think Toronto would be phenomenal. And that's kind of the one where, like, hey, I think he could have his reunion in Toronto, and he could help them get back in the playoff hunt. Uh, I really like the Boston idea because of how much Robert Williams is in and out of the lineup. Um, Philly. They need a backup five, uh, and Podol could slide right in that role. Um, Going out west, I think you bringing up the Sacramento thing, really good fit. Uh, Dallas needs a big man. Um, I I feel like I'm bringing up Dallas for everything, but they they just need help. Uh, Phoenix, backup five, possibly starting five if Aiton gets shopped. Um, Portland, Portland, uh, Nurkic has been up and down. And I feel they have to keep hold of him just because of his contract, but just that would be an upgrade in my opinion, having Jakobodal over Nurkic. And anybody that's serious about winning could use a big man like Jakobodal. Um Josh Richardson, really good ball player, and Doug McDermott is one of the best shooters in basketball. So it's like all three of those guys, you're gonna get a pick back, and that's all San Antonio wants right now while they're on the Wemby train. Yeah, no, I f- like. I think that obviously Acapulco is the biggest name out of the three, but then the other two are just really, really big, uh, moving the needle pieces, impact players, man. Yeah, good bench pieces, good role players. That um, I want, I want a J Rich back in Miami, low key. I don't for know. the culture, man. Not with Victor Oladipo, man. I don't know. I'm a dude, a J Rich Vic bench, start Gabe Vincent. Oh, just imagine Kyle, uh, Vic, and J Rich off the bench. We need to start Gabe. Gabe's been incredible. Uh, heat, heat player vibes. All right. So, uh, to move on, 
So we did San Antonio. Another team at the bottom that's selling Charlotte. So the three names that keep getting brought up are Mason Plumley, Kelly Oubre, and Terry Rozier. And I think they want to get rid of Gordon Hayward, but I don't think anybody wants Gordon Hayward, which kind of sucks because the man, like, you remember, have you, like, I watched film recently on YouTube, like a highlight clip of him in Utah, and I was like, man, he He never got hurt. If he never got hurt, that Boston game in Cleveland, if he never got hurt, that's one of the biggest what ifs I think in the modern NBA. If if Gordon Hayward never got hurt, I That's I would just championship. You think Boston wins that year? That's like it's wild. But Jason Tatum wouldn't be oh, Jason Tatum right now. It did. It did. Uh, he he would have. You think so? He that playoff run that uh. How much when, would it, how much run would Jason Tatum have got? But if, when uh, when um. Isaiah Thomas got hurt for the playoffs, and they. Him and Jalen Brown took them all the way to the Eastern oh, Conference Finals. Nice. He was still that guy. Yeah. He still would have been that guy. He would Fair. have more time to develop. Might Fair have been enough. better. <laughs> MVP candidate even better. <laughs> but, but, uh, all right. So, I did not know that uh, Charlotte was looking to move. I don't think any of these guys have big trade value. <laughs> I don't know how much they really moved the needle for any team. I don't know. Um, I would take Kelly Oubre in a heartbeat back to Fe- back to Phoenix. So he is the original Valley boy, um, just for some clout, you know. Uh, um, Mason Plumley. I don't know where the heck he's going. I feel like there's backup bigs in the league that are better than him. Um, and then, okay, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is a big name. Uh, I th- I could see a lot of teams um could bring up Dallas again. Uh. Maybe the Clippers, I could see them. Um, Philly, Boston, like any team that needs a good backup point guard that could get buckets, um, I could this see man, that. This man just said, I don't see the trade value for any. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, my God. Are you, do you disagree with me? No, because, all right. Nope. <laughs> I don't think anybody really wants Mason Plumley for a first Nobody bucket. wants Mason Plumley, or I don't think anybody wants – Kelly Oubre, really? Um, I think teams actually would want Terry Rozier, though. I think yeah. Terry, uh, you you nailed it on the head. Just the six man type of Jordan Clarkson role, like, mm-hmm. uh, he'd fit that perfectly. Uh, I think a team like maybe Washington. Uh, I know that he's a ball dominant guy, but having Terry Rozier on the bench could be good. Uh. Clippers, I really like that idea. Um, I don't know about Dallas, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, uh, Charlotte's going to be interesting with if and how they sell. Everybody, like a lot of teams want P.J. Washington, but they're going to hold them because the whole Miles Bridges situation. If Miles Bridges was playing, no, I think P.J.'s probably like up for shop and see what teams would offer. I think Golden State would be first in line trying to offer whatever they could for uh, PJ Washington. I think he's like the piece like type of guy that they need right now. Um another team, we're going to move up the standings a little bit, the Utah Jazz. Um if they sell, uh they have a lot of guys and I don't think that they'll sell. I think that the only guy maybe two guys that I would be like, "Hey, these guys might move." 
are Mike Conley and Kelly Olenek. Uh, both high-impact players. Uh, the Clippers, I think Mike Conley would be perfect. Uh, he fits their timeline. He's a high-level playmaker, and he could get you 18 to 25 any night. Um, but outside of the Clippers, I really don't know who needs a point guard. Uh, maybe Dallas, because Dallas could put Dinwiddie on the bench and Mike Conley at start. Uh, I think Mike Conley could help a championship team out, but it's like, I don't think Mike Conley is a guy that you want to bring off the bench. I think Mike Conley is a NBA starting point guard. Just his timeline doesn't fit Utah's. And Kelly Olynyk has kind of lost his spot to Walker Kessler. Shout out the big fellow rookie. He's playing phenomenal. And Olynyk's been hurt on and off, but Olynyk was playing great. Olynyk brought a lot of variability. His playmaking, his shooting, defensively just working his butt off in Utah. Uh, if they keep him, I think maybe Jared Vanderbilt might get moved. But Vando is a culture piece, and I just think like that's a tough piece to just sell on. Uh it's it'll be interesting to see what Utah does because they have so many picks right now and if they hold on I think that they make the playoffs like their brand of basketball in a one game situation in the play in I think that that's going to be tough to guard tough tough to slow down I think Will Hardy has a lot up his sleeve still um I'm also like one of the biggest supporters of the Utah Jazz and the Orlando Magic and uh, I just like what they do. Um, we'll see what happens. You got any takes? I don't think um, Utah does much. Uh, I could see a move for um, Kelly Olenek, but it won't be for much. It'll just be for kind of a little bit of draft capital, but um, I don't see them moving much just because, like you said, they're have a good chance of making the playoffs and definitely going to make the play in. So. Okay. Okay. So, uh, who else we, uh, anybody else? What about the lot of buyers and not many sellers? That's a, that's a problem with this trade deadline. That's the only thing. There's a lot of teams that are looking to move the needle a little bit and there's not many teams looking to sell anything. What about Josh Hart? I don't think he moves. Okay. Russell Westbrook. I don't think he moves for the right price, maybe, but I don't Pat think he Bev. Moves. I don't think he moves. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. That's another guy that I heard about. Um just because um Anthony Edwards has been playing so well uh as of late that um He's kind of taken over that main role, that main ball handler role. Um, he's got the ball in his hand so much, so uh, it's kind of taken away from D'Angelo Russell, and I think they can get a solid um, package for him, but I just don't know who would buy for D'Angelo Russell. Um, Miami's been linked to him, and that's kind of scary. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Like, There's not many teams that I would like. I mean, if New York didn't have a point guard, I would like him in New York. Um, but let's keep this rapid fire. Will Barton. I don't think he moves. Nas Reed. No, stays. 
This is a shot in the dark. Carl Anthony Towns. It's a sleeper. It could definitely happen, but I don't think it happens because I don't think that's it's too soon. Like, I feel like that's a thing that takes time. Jalen Noel. I think Minnesota values him too much. He needs. Yeah, that's I don't think anybody would offer as much as they would want for him. Karis Levert. I think that they're going to try to move him. I don't know if it'll end up happening, but they're going to definitely try to move him. I could see a team like Boston, Philly, um, New York, uh, like those type of teams to that just need that bench piece, that score off the bench. I just had a name. Uh, what about Sergi Baca? I don't think he moves. I think he'll, he'll be part of a bigger deal. Like in terms of Milwaukee getting somebody, I think like yeah. they'll just they'll throw him in for a salary. Um, Alec Burks, I think that he is a guy that could for sure help someone out this year. But okay, maybe I could see I could see him moving. Matisse Thybul. Yeah, I could see him moving, but I don't know who would want him. That's the problem. Darius Baisley. I don't know who wants him to be completely honest. I don't want to be mean, but uh, Seth Curry. I don't think they move him. Joe Harris. I could see them moving him more than Seth Curry, but I don't know. Dorian. I feel like if to go back to Joe Harris quick. Um, I feel like if they are getting something like you said with Serge Ibaka, he would be part of a deal for salary. You said Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah. No? He's he's actually been actively mentioned as a guy that they're willing to move. Move him to Phoenix. I don't know why you move Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm thinking in a heartbeat. Everyone wants a Dorian Finney-Smith. Like you, he has to be part of getting a star. Like I'm like his value is so high. What he does at both ends of the floor, just a really important and impactful guy i can't say he it enough fit anybody <laughs> i know his numbers his numbers might not be phenomenal this year but you know this guy at the drop of a hat could end up shooting 45 percent from three giving you like six rebounds a game two steals a block and he's and, guarding the best player on the other end the and floor. he's going to guard the best player on the other end yes i i just he's I don't a playoff basketball player um, another name, uh, Bones Highland has been mentioned. Oh yes, I forgot about Bones. Um, I feel. I don't like think Denver slim. makes a move. I don't think Denver does much. If they do make a move, it's for him. Yeah. Um, and it's probably for one of those vet guys, uh, just to add a little bit more to their bench. Um, but I could definitely see him being moved to a team that, like I said earlier, that would want a uh, scorer off the bench, kind of kind of handle the ball a little bit, plays solid defense. Like he's just really good. He's player. very polarizing at the moment. He is. He is. <laughs> um, what about Buddy Heald? He's still being brought up. I don't think they do. I don't it think they because I think they're 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 they've changed their entire view to now. Their vibes I, are absolutely maybe can, immaculate. Maybe we can get get towards that seventh seed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evan Fournier. I just don't know who would want him because that contract. I mean, maybe one of the lower teams. Uh, like the bottom, it'd be um, the Knicks buying. It'd be he'd be part of the deal. Like whatever yeah. they get, just 
he's a money guy, but at the same time, he's getting paid uh, 18 this year, 18.9 next year, and a 19 mil team option in two seasons. Um, and he's 30 money. years old. Yeah. Robert Covington. Hmm. I think he's the guy that moves if and when the Clippers make a move. Yeah, that's that's just a trade piece. Now we got the two spicy ones to wrap it up. James Wiseman and Moses Moody. Out of the rotation at the moment, do you think that they sell for a championship oh. now? You don't think they sell? I mean, sell? if they could get somebody, like, really good, then yeah. But I don't think you move that because that's, that's your future right there. I mean, even if they're not really panning out how you thought they would, I mean, they're in a situation right now where it's win now. So it's kind of tough to be able to develop in that. So you just got to give those guys time. Um, I don't know. I don't think, unless it's for like an all-star player. Like, I don't think you them. I hope for Wiseman's sake, he can become the guy after Steph. But like, if he continues to not not play well and not get run, I just think for the like somebody's gonna be willing to give two first round picks for this guy. You know what I mean? Like the value you're gonna get back in terms of the Warriors is very high, and he only has two years left on his rookie deal. So I don't know if they're willing to do that. I think Moody stays. I think Moody is probably gonna end up part of the rotation. I think. I think he looks phenomenal whenever he is on the floor. Like, I really like his game. Kaminga has become shining. Like, this guy has been phenomenal. So, out of the three, I'm happy Kaminga's working out right now. I think Moody's going to find a way onto the rotation. But the guard play right now in Golden State's been just, they're healthy and they're rolling a little bit between Steph, Clay, and Poole and DiVincenzo. Uh, so, we'll see what happens there. Uh but I think that that's it. I think we touched basically almost every name possible. Uh, maybe we missed somebody, but I don't think I don't think so. Um, it's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting. Just, I think it's all gonna happen at the deadline. Like I think if anything's to happen, it's all gonna happen kind of at once and like on the ninth. Like it's gonna be a wild day. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Could just because you it could go any different direction. It's gonna be really fun to see. It it's just gonna be so many, like like we said, there's so many buyers. Um so it's gonna be a lot of bidding wars. So it's gonna be a lot of trades that are gonna seem like a lot for the type of player, but that's just the type of market that they're in right now. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It will. But thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Just Hoops podcast. My name is Jacob. My brother is Josh. And we talk about basketball. But for more content, check us out on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And subscribe to us on YouTube. We got some cool videos coming. We're trying to get a little bit more creative, insightful, keep teaching the game. So I hope you guys enjoy. Check us out. And for for more content no i already said that just <laughs> we'll catch you in the next Throw one with your interest in outros today <laughs> my bad see you guys <laughs>